Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and as always I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and as always we are in a video store somewhere in your hometown so come find us yes video stores still exist and of course on Boxing Day of all days the Honorable Tesla and the Fantastic Miss Frida are here to review a movie called Without a Clue with us but also you're probably saying us are the dogs going to get involved no my dreams have not come true and they have been able to talk. That would be amazing. But no. Of course, the illustrious Butt Maestro here. How's it going, buddy? Be Boxing Day, everyone. Remember, Takata and Fugue in D minor is repetitive and boring. His chorales sound like a bunch of leaf blowers singing in harmony. Uh, Johann Sebastian Bach, more like Johann Sebastian Stop. I'm kidding. I, I love y'all. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome back to Cinema Gems, everyone. We are another show on the internet where a bunch of opinionated nerds talk about the stuff we love, mostly movies. And uh, special thank you to the... Remind me her name again, Admiral, the Minnesota Video Lady? The Minnesota Video Lady. I like it. Uh, thank you again for your message last week. Uh, and thank you for your patience while we try to swerve this show into a little bit more of a cleaner one. Uh, last week was a heck of a challenge. Die Hard. Because we tried to implement that on the Die Hard episode, which I'm still glaring at the Admiral a little bit for, but you know what? I think we managed to get through it mostly clean. 100%. Which is a miracle in and of itself. A Christmas miracle, you might say. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, look, forgive us while we make this transition. We are both pretty passionate people. Uh, and we both work in customer service, so for eight hours a day, we already censor ourselves. So we know we can do it. And we can do it for the show as well. Point is, thank you for your patience while we kind of make that transition. This episode should be a little bit easier. Yeah, it should. So, do you want to talk about Without a Clue from 1988? Starring Sir Ben Kingsley and Michael Caine? I had never seen this before you uh, told me about it. And I like this twist on the Sherlock Holmes kind of mythos. Oh, what about? Like, what do you like about it? Is it because is it because Watson is the the? Uh, it's because Ben Kingsley, in my opinion, is one of the best, if not the best, Watson ever put on a screen. And I wish we had more of these movies with just him. So isn't it a crime? That like, this... if, if they ever did a Watson-only spinoff, I hope it would be Ben Kingsley. Oh, that'd be amazing. But, uh, so this movie bombed, because it came out, in, uh, I believe, in October of 88. Uh, and, like, I was checking to see what mo- what else movies came out. Like, you have, uh, I think, Halloween 4, the week, the week before, or the same week, and then a couple weeks after you have, um, uh, you had Land Before Time, you had a bunch of, like, really good cinematic movies coming out and like so that's why this movie got buried this one really flew under the radar yeah yeah it bombed because no one it wasn't marketed properly and also people it was ahead of its time it kind of was uh this movie reminded me of the more recent uh i think it was will ferrell and john c Riley kind of sherlock spoof yeah that was not smart no Horrid. Not smartly written at all. It was really dumb and it was a lot of fart jokes. Yeah. This movie was the better version of that pitch. Yep. It was. Um With Without a Clue is a much better version of that pitch, a Sherlock Holmes spoof. Because it's really smart about it. It's it's a really simple premise. 
uh, Watson is the smart one, and Holmes is an actor. Oh, yeah. Reginald Kincaid? Yeah. Uh, and I think Michael Caine is absolutely perfect in this movie. He swaps effortlessly between the Sherlock Holmes facade and the idiot actor. Yep. Uh, he's perfect. Uh, and as we said before, uh, Ben Kingsley is amazing. I can't think of a single role of his that I didn't absolutely love. Uh, and he's perfect in this. What about Paul absolutely Freeman? Absolutely perfect. Professor Moriarty. Uh, I'll say this much. He was the one obvious non-Brit in a room full of Brits. Wait, his accent was easy to pick out as fake. You, you know, he's 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 uh, he's the Frenchman from Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? He's Belloc. We're talking about the same guy, right? Yes, and he's also Paul, uh, he's also in Jeffrey Jones or Paul Freeman. Paul Freeman. Oh, sorry, I was talking about Jeffrey Jones. Oh, that that yeah, horrible that person. We'll get to him in a sec. That horrible. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give Jeffrey Jones his due diligence when he needs it. But no, I'm talking about Paul. Forgive Freeman. me, listeners. If, if I let any profanity slip this episode, it's going to be in reference to Jeffrey Jones. One hundred percent. No, but Paul Freeman. He's Belloc. He's also the father. Um, oh, uh, he's the Hot Nazi a hole in Raiders. No, 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 no. He's the Frenchman. He's, I mean, he probably is aligned with the Nazis, but he's French. Just make sure yeah. you understand that right. But he's also the, um, he's also the priest in Hot Fuzz. Oh yeah, he's he's very good at, as Moriarty. I wish this movie gave him more to do as Moriarty. 100% agree with you, but he killed it when he was on screen. Agreed. Un unfortunately, it's kind of underwhelming because we've gotten so many other adaptations of Moriarty that really flesh out the mad genius of that character. Uh, 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 oh, oh, he was the best part of the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. Oh, uh, oh! You mean uh, what's his face's son, Jared yes. Harris? Yeah, Jared Harris? thank you. Richard Harris's son, thank Dumbledore's you. kid. Yep. Which, He's, by the oh way, God, he was incredible. He, I'm not saying anything against Jude Law, but I feel like he, I feel like Jared Harris would have been the perfect pick for a young Dumbledore. That's just my pick. That's just me. Agreed. I, I absolutely agree with that. He would have been perfect, but uh, as alas. You know, we don't really talk about anything Rowling has done best. Uh, well, anything, really. Correct. Oh, so so I wanted to tell you this. So you know the director, uh, Tom uh, Eberhardt? Tom Eberhardt. Yeah. Do you know what else he's directed? Please tell me. Captain Ron. Oh. As well Kurt as Russell? Honey, I Blew and Up the... the Kids. Yep. With Kurt Russell and the Eye Patch. Remember that wow. movie we reviewed? I remember Captain Ron. That was a weird <laughs> movie. Oh, and wow. He, also... <laughs> he wrote he and directed did... that. Yeah. He also did Night of the Comet. That's another really good movie from 84. If you haven't seen it, he's also the writer and director of that. That was really good. But yeah, my I love, without a clue, has to be my favorite work he's ever done because it's so niche. It He didn't write it, but it literally feels like Sir... Uh, Sir uh, Conan Doyle came back from the dead, wrote this script, and then died again. 
Like I also just want to point out, this is funny to me on the Wikipedia page. You know, he's also credited as directing a movie called Naked Fear that came out in 2007. The problem is, the page for Naked Fear has clearly been deleted from Wikipedia. The page does not exist. The path is not found. The path is not found. Hey, what a callback. Exactly. Oh, hey, did you realize that What If is back on TV? Oh, no. Look, we get a second chance at it. I did watch the first okay. episode. Oh, I haven't watched any yet. But uh, but back to back to without a clue. I wish that Paul Freeman would have had more screen time because he just kind of shows up halfway through the movie. Agreed. I, and Moriarty should be more of a behind the scenes presence in any Sherlock Holmes story because anytime Moriarty's involved, he's always involved and he's puppeting everything. He's, he's the yes. one that uh, always fools Sherlock Holmes into thinking he has a false sense of control over a situation. And I think Paul Freeman as Moriarty absolutely could have conveyed that if they would have given him more screen time. I understand why they didn't, because they probably wanted to keep this movie, you know, less than a, B- a BBC miniseries. Yeah. Although I'll be honest... I would have watched a BBC miniseries of these actors in these roles. Oh my god. If we got a Sherlock uh, with Benedict Cumberbatch and um, oh god, what's his face? Uh, Bilbo. Martin Martin Freeman. Yeah, if we would have got those two type of series but back in the 80s, oh my god it would be gorgeous. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. It'd be gorgeous with Sir Ben Kingsley and Michael Caine, yes, please. So the yes. TLDR of this movie, uh, that by the way, I watched on YouTube. It, it is free. It's completely free on YouTube. on YouTube. Um, it is a little bit hard to understand sometimes because the sound quality isn't great. I don't know if that rings true on like a DVD. I'm sure you have Admiral. Yes. Um, and I have the DVD. Yeah. Uh, the subtitles on YouTube are also hot garbage. So I mean, they're up. not the best on. They're not the best on the DVD. <laughs> um, there's several names that just straight up don't pop up in the subtitles. It's really funny. It's like the subtitle generator stopped trying. <laughs> they're like, what? So, so this movie was written by Gary Murphy and Larry Schroeder. Okay. Two devoted. Uh, Sherlock Sherlocktonians. Okay, so they were very familiar with the mythos and everything, which is very clear by how the characters are portrayed in the movie. Yeah, and it also feels like they, like I said before, they they resurrected Sir Ern- Sir Sir Conan Doyle, got him to do this script, and then he immediately died afterward. Like that's why it feels like that is because you had two historic writers of Sherlock devoted fans. Yeah. And also, the original title for it was The Imposter of Baker Street and Sherlock and Me. Those are the two working the titles. The Imposter of Baker Street would have been really cool. It would have been amazing. That's a uh, how'd really you like good the, uh, title. How'd you like the uh, when it, when they got outside of Baker Street and he's like, how many windows are there? Uh, uh, <laughs> there's 15! 15! 15! I, I could have watched Ben Kingsley and Michael Caine uh, riff off each other forever. These are two incredible actors that could have kept going forever with this bit. Oh, and I love that he can't sleep in the King Lear um, uh, hotel 
because of a part he did. <laughs> it's He's the actor that's like, no, I can't deal with this anymore. It's the part that failed me. Oh, my God. Um, oh, and also one of my favorite jokes in the entire uh, movie uh, was, of course, a prop gag uh, when they're going to the Sherlock Holmes, uh, like Windermere, and they're going to like Windermere and Sherlock Hotel, and the, the sign falls immediately after they leave. Amazing. It's beautiful. It's great. There's a bunch of really fun visual gags in this movie. Uh, there's a good amount of slapstick if you're into that, but it's also surrounded by just this really fun, like, genuine Sherlock Holmes mystery. Yeah, with that's tons not of twists bad. On it. And... and about two thirds of the movie, it seems like Watson is dead. Yes. Spoiler alert. Like, the, the movie pulls a really fun bait and switch on us, making us think that Watson's going to carry this whole thing. Nope. He's dead now. So now the idiot Holmes, who's not really Sherlock, uh, a mole planted by Moriarty and uh, Mrs. I'm blanking on her name, even though it's been in like 20 different oh, Jeopardy Mrs. questions. Hudson? Thank you, Mrs. Hudson. Hudson. Who's played by Patricia Keene? Or Pat Keene? Who was wonderful. She was, she was wonderful. No one else could have been her in this role. She was perfect for this role. She was lovely. She is my favorite Mrs. Hudson uh, on screen that I've seen so far. She is lovely. Uh, but they... It kind of turns into a Pink Panther movie. Yes, I'm glad you pointed that out. Thank you very much. Because they accidentally stumble on the right answers. But unintentionally, because apparently it's supposed to be oh. the address, but it's the play that Reginald yep. Kincaid was in. <laughs> oh, how did you... It's, it's how, great. How did you feel about... um? Oh, gosh, what... uh. Uh, oh, the uh, Peter Giles, uh, how he how he's like, yeah, it's the address, it's the address, and they're just like, oh, I'll fix it and I'll fix it and edit, and I'm just like, wow, me and the butt maestro know what that is. We'll fix it in the uh, edit. <laughs> oh, uh, how'd you feel about? The, I don't know what uh, you're talking about. We're the best show on the internet with no editing. How'd you feel about uh, Leslie Giles, the real Leslie Giles, and then the fake Leslie Giles? Uh, I mean, obviously they're both beautiful. They are both beautiful. Obviously, they're both beautiful. Um, That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, and I, I I, had a feeling, because I wasn't sure, I thought, um, what's uh, the what's the girlfriend that Sherlock always goes for in his works? She's from. I know she, who you're talking about. I can't remember her name, but um, I know who you're talking about. I'll look it up because it's in the uh, it's in the 2009 Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Adams. Yep, Rachel, Rachel Mick Adams. Excuse me. Thank you. Thank Rachel you. Rachel Irene Adler. Ms. So I Ms. thought. Ms. Notebook herself. Irene Adler. So I thought uh, the fake Leslie Giles was going to be Irene Adler and go after Watson. I thought it was going to be another bait and switch. But then when the real Leslie Giles came on, I go, oh, you just wanted to impersonate? You couldn't, cre you wanted to make a new character? You couldn't use Irene Adler? Like, really? Come on, Sherlocktonians. Aren't you supposed to know how to write this? 
Come on. That was that was an interesting surprise representation I did not expect from a Sherlock movie. Oh no, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just like they could have made her Irene Adler instead of like some other random person, the fake Leslie Giles. Like I I I I love that they did it uh that way, but they also could have just been like, "Oh yeah, my name's Irene Adler and I'm working with Moriarty." It'd be like, "Whoa." Do you think maybe Please. they were uh, counting on a sequel to this? Possibly. Well, I know that I know that it bombed horribly. The box office was only eight point five million dollars. That that kind of sucks, but it's also not super surprising given what else came out this that year. Yes, but like you know, you know, hey, it's fun. Um, do you want to talk about Jeffrey Jones? Being a complete balderdash nitwit. Oh, goodness. So, uh, yeah, so the guy who plays Lestrade in this, or as they say in the movie, uh, Lestrade, Inspector, uh, is played by a familiar face you might recognize from Fer- Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, Beetlejuice. He ha- was a small part in Hunt for Red October. You also might recognize him from Jail. Yep where I think he's been for a while for doing some really shady stuff. Yep. I almost cursed there, but I caught myself. Yeah, he, um... This guy He's sucked. a horrible person. He's a horrible person. There's so much I want to say about him, but we're trying to keep the show clean. Yes. This guy sucked. He's a boulder dad. He was a good actor for the roles that he was in, but as a human being, he kind of sucked. He didn't kind of suck. He did. Let's be honest. He did Yeah. Suck. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, I mean, look, people, if you want to go watch... Not my favorite Lestrade. Oh, God. I'll be honest, not my favorite Lestrade. He is the weak point of this movie. He, he like, like I was trying to say before, but I was accidentally saying about the wrong person. Sorry, Paul Freeman. Uh, Jeffrey Jones is the obvious American in a room full of very well-trained British actors. Um, Excuse me, Shakespearean trained. Get it right. Yes. Um, but no, Absolutely. It, look, and it's also set in the 1890s. I also love uh, when they're on the train and uh, and Sir Ben Kingsley is writing the book that they're working on. And I love how he walks by this lady and he's like, oh, do you know me? Yeah, you put me old man in jail. Wow. Wow. Like, look, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it is free on YouTube. Go watch it. This movie is wonderful niche. It's a fun time. In an alternate universe, we had probably had have like three sequels. Like, so I'm sure we got more to say about it, but I kind of want to give my my gem rating for this, if that's oh, okay, Admiral. Oh, that's fine. Go so, ahead. How'd you, oh wait, well, I got one question. Gems, one question. Have... One question yeah, before got? we go. Well, technically two, but one. The music to me sounded like I was what I was. It's what I felt like I read when I. I mean, sorry. What I felt like when I was reading a Sherlock Holmes book is that's the music that i kind of thought of as the interlude music did you feel the same way thank you so much for breaking up the music admiral because henry mancini's music for this movie is well a it doesn't sound like henry mancini because it's, it doesn't it's not the it's not the usual pink panther stuff we've got from him it is something completely different uh but it's wonderful Henry Mancini's score for this movie is wonderful. And I'm a little mad we didn't get follow-ups to this m- movie. Only 
you know, just as a means to get more of Henry Mancini's amazing music. You're absolutely right. So is that why it feels like a Pink Panther movie? Is because Harry Mancini did that? It's kind of perfect. I think that 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 decision uh, was absolutely perfect. Sometimes you get a composer that is absolutely perfect for the material you're working with, and I think Henry Mancini was it. It was perfect. My only right right? having to do... uh, I actually don't no probably if i had to if i had to guess oh, probably he's ooh. a flautist and a pianist. conductor composer conductor arranger pianist and flautist so yeah um unfortunately he died in 1994 which is a huge bummer uh but you know henry mancini's work my only gripe with the music in this movie isn't with the music itself it's another instance of on-screen actors not knowing how to act like they're playing instruments Oh, go ahead and talk about that scene because I know you had it. The, the little, had a... the little brass band, little brass band down by the river, that was yeah. doing this whole pop and circumstance of oh, Sherlock Holmes is in town. We have to make a whole big thing out of it. I, that brass band was so not playing. That conductor was off, especially during God Save the Queen. It was bad. <laughs> Like, God save the queen, God save these musicians from this terribly ADD conductor. (laughs) Oh, good. I actually want to talk about Like Windermere. So, um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut off your joke. Go for it, go for it. No, I was There's this other one part. Um, so, I remember when he goes up to uh, the gentleman that's seen the guy with the briefcase with the mints. Like, so this whole thing is apparently they stole the five pound mint securing print or stamp and it will destroy the British Empire all over the world oh wow are you trying to make colonialism cool that sucks thanks for that the more I think about it the more it makes total sense that in this Sherlock Holmes movie imperialism and colonialism is the bad guy it's like in in all the best D&D campaigns I've ever been in Capitalism is the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but no, uh, I like how he basically rehearsed with his wife the entire uh, thing he was going to say to Sherlock Holmes. Because I don't know if you noticed her in the background. I've seen this movie multiple times, by the way. I've nitwit. Uh, I'm sorry. I fracking was it me? Movie. It wasn't me. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. you. Fracking, it was me. You I'm writing it down. Love this movie. Do you freling love this movie? Of course. Of course. Um, so, basically, let's be honest, people. Basically, um, this man and his wife countlessly redid it because he takes off his hat. She's like, she, she corrects him, like, take off your hat. Take off your hat. So, he takes off his hat. And, like, he's talking to the queen, but it's just Sherlock Holmes. It was so um, over And I love top. how he... Res- <laughs> but it was so gorgeous because it's a British like it's a good adaptation of Sherlock Holmes that should be more adaptations there should be more adaptations with these two characters they should be but that's fine but I love the little like like oh blah blah, blah. yes and she's like reciting it behind him um and I also love when Sherlock's like did you get that down Watson yes I got it Holmes yes oh and what about where should I be looking Holmes for footprints oh and he like puts his yep. head down like, oh, okay. 
This movie is amazing. It is free on YouTube. Please go watch it. The music is really good too. And the Butt Maestro did mention something about the gem yes. rating. So, so Butt Maestro here on Cinema Gems, we can, have a really simple ahead. rating system. Whole gem, amazing movie, loved it. Half gem, it's all right, not a total waste of time. Uh, no gem, don't bother. Uh, Admiral, what? I know you already said how much you like this movie, but where do you put it on the gem scale? It's in between a full gem and a half gem, but closer to the full gem. Thank you. I was sense. just about to say, I think this is on the higher end of half gem. Uh, because 100%. it's almost a full it's gem. It's one of those movies it's, where it's, there. The, it's good, but there is so much more potential that was untapped. I would have loved to, I would love for this movie to have been maybe a half hour longer in a BBC miniseries. Again, like we said before, I can't get enough of Henry Mancini's music, uh, and I can't get enough of the main two actors in this, Ben Kingsley and Michael Caine. Uh, I wish we could have gotten more of them doing these characters. Yes. Um, it. Uh, I'm glad we both agreed, and I need you to stop living in my head without <laughs> paying rent. Stop hey, stealing now. the words from my mouth without the untapped potential, please. Hey, now, that's why you've had me as a co-host for the last five years? Uh, I think it'll be four. Or is it five next five, year? Because I made I five, five at Swapper Jacks not too long ago. And it, which means, yep. yeah, I, I started on Cinema Gems about six months after I started with uh, Swapper Jacks. Yes, you did. Um, all right, guys, and this is, of course, our last review, um, our last anniversary of two th uh, 2023. Um, so we just want to take a little bit of time and thank everyone for this year that helped out. We're talking GLaDOS. We're talking the Fairy Gate. Dr. Almond Kringle. We're talking Minnesota Video Lady. Yes. Patron. Everyone you can the, the Minnesota video lady that uh, you and have been you, uh, listeners like you thank you for all your support and insight our Swapper Jacks friends and family members as well as our, our casual Cinemaniacs those of you that send us emails and those of you that just occasionally pop in and listen and anyone in the Cinema Gem Sleep Club we appreciate you thank you Dead Tom good, good night, night Dead Tom. Tom good night Dead Tom and thank you f and thank you for your service <laughs> sir and I did salute. I did salute. Just want to specify that. Um, but guys, just remember that, you know, it's the start of a new year. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, New Year's resolutions suck. But that's fine. But always strive to be a better person every day. Just make sure that you do that. Be better 100%. than you were the day before. I, I think New Year's reflections go a lot further than New Year's resolutions. You know what I mean? Yep. You need to stop sitting in my brain, bro. You need to stop Absolutely. sitting in my brain. Uh, Admiral, it has been a heck uh, of also, a year being on the also, show, and thank you for letting me be your co-host for another year. No problem. And I just want to thank Marty and the Eric Zerber for allowing us to be on their website, lowrangpictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, yes, next week is that special time of year where we give our best and worst of last AKA year. We have Google pages and Wikipedia pages open to lists of all the movies we watch, and we just kind of ramble about them. Oh, see, 
oh, see, I just have an app, and I actually do my due diligence. I'm like, oh, this movie. I, like, sit sometimes. Sometimes I have the light the light on, and the Honorable Tesla's there, and the Fantastic Miss Frieda's there, and Patron comes and checks on me because I'm sitting there scouring over my list of the best and worst of 2023. And we also have a new a new addition to a, uh, a spoil different it type much. of system. They'll uh, hear it when they hear system. it. Oh, no, I'm not... I'm not going to say what it what it is, but I'm just saying that this is the first time we'll be implementing. I will say this it column. is very on brand and for us. I'm glad. If you've listened to Cinema Gems for a while, the inclusion of I'm this glad. particular category will not surprise you. Yes, but all right, guys. Uh, just remember to take some time for yourself before you can help others. Do not pour from an empty cup. Please remember to treat the others the way you 100%. want to be treated, guys. Just. Take some time for yourself. Take some time for yourself. Relax. You're fine. Happy New Year, everyone. And also, guys, just remember to wipe your hooves and always. see you later. But remember, black lives always matter, guys. See you all next year. Bye, guys. See you all later.